Hey guys, this is Jay. You are listening to the Digital Age Show. Today we have with us Brandon, who is the founder of Master Talk, a YouTube channel that he has started to help the world master the art of public speaking and communication. He has a lot of videos and a lot of great content on his YouTube channel regarding that. He helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs achieve the milestones in life and master their messages. Hey Brandon, how are you? Very good, Jay. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for doing this, man. So I have seen a lot of content about public speaking and entrepreneurship or overall how to behave and all those things on your YouTube channel. So what do you recommend someone who aspires to be a public speaker? Yeah, absolutely. Like the core basics of it. No, for sure. I, I think the first step any public speaking journey is to understand where our fear comes from. For some reason, we're all scared of public speaking, whether we live in India, Canada, the United States, Europe, and we don't really understand why. So let's start the conversation there. Let's break down where do we give most of our presentation? The answer is college, university, high school. We don't wake up one morning and say, hey, Jay, you want to get breakfast and present all day? It's not, it's not something we do, right? We're in school where we don't get to pick the topic. We're presenting to students who don't care, not because they don't care about us, but because they're also presenting. So they're worried about their own presentation. They're focused on them. They're not listening to you. And then you have a teacher who's very well educated, but is super stressed. She has 40 presentations to go through. He has like 50 people to go through. He doesn't have time to sit you down, Jay, for 10 minutes and go, hey, Jay, let's talk about your communication skills. So when we're not presenting topics we don't like to students who don't want to listen to us, to teachers who are too stressed, this behavior gets perpetuated in every class that we give. History, math, sciences, art, gym, music, over and over again, we're always presenting something we don't like. We see public speaking as a chore, as a responsibility, as something we don't like to do, rather than what we're using public speaking for in this conversation to make a difference. Great, that was a great insight, man. So I saw you have been putting uh, content on your YouTube channel quite consistently over a period of time. What what is the, what keeps you going? As in, like you, I guess you post a video almost per week. You got it. Yeah. So what keeps you going, man? What keeps you going? Putting out all the content. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the idea is because a lot of people ask me about motivation, all that stuff. I think there's a simple solution to this, right? The simple solution is the answer to the following question. Who suffers from your inability to take action? So every day that you make the decision not to do something, who suffers from that decision? And the more specific you are about that person, the more motivating it becomes. So I'll give you an example. When I started MasterTalk, I don't know what I was doing. I started at 22. I was in my mother's basement. And I was just, you know, putting videos up just for fun. I didn't really have a mission. But as it progressed slowly over time, I started to realize the importance of what I was doing. Because if you're 16 and you're trying to master communication, you obviously cannot afford a professional speech coach. And your only references right now are 70-year-old white old men on YouTube. Yeah. So how are you supposed to get better? It's not motivating. There's no role model. So for me, it was simple. Do I not make the videos and hurt 
millions of people, not just the, the people in Canada, the people in India who probably can't afford me too. Or do I make the decision to make the videos? So it's, it's by believing in the grander mission. I find most people start YouTube channels to get like famous or something, something ridiculous. Yeah. They don't really start a YouTube channel to help other people. And that's the only exactly. way to grow. If you think about everybody who's successful, Gary Vaynerchuk to this day, right? Doesn't need to make content. He really doesn't. He has a hundred billion dollar business. And whenever he meets average people who will never add value to his life, he, oh, I've never seen one video where he doesn't say, I don't have time for a photo. He never does that. Even if he's on a call with the CEO of like, I don't know, Pepsi, he's still going to go, hey, one second, I got to take a picture. Like, how crazy is that? Anyways, the point is, it's all about adding value. So if you don't have something valuable to share, you're not going to be motivated to keep going because you're not actually helping people. So was that your main motive to, like, adding value to other people's life behind starting Master Talk? You got it. So, so I think a question that, because I know we get this whole, like, oh, Brendan, Jay, how do we find our passion? Look, I think passion is a stupid question. It's vague. We don't really know what to do with it. And if it worked, everyone would have a passion. But guess what? We don't. So what's the solution? The solution is the following question. What does the world need you to do most right now and why? So when I was 19 and 20, it wasn't to start a YouTube channel. It was to get out of poverty. I grew up in a poor family, didn't have a lot of money. And I needed to get a corporate job. So I got a job at IBM. I worked really hard to get that job. And then after that, I said, okay, now I'm out of poverty. They provide for me pretty well. Now, what does the world need me to do most? Should I be a motivational speaker? No, the world doesn't need me to do that. There's already a lot of great speakers. Does the world need me to, I don't know, become a professional video game player? No, like there's already great players out there. But the one thing that I could do that nobody else was doing was communication and public speaking tips on YouTube. So that's what I focused on. So the advice for people is out of all of the things that you can do, there is one thing that the world needs you to do most, whether that's copywriting, whether that's starting a cupcake business, and you want to follow that because that's what leads to your passion after in life. Great, great. Awesome insight, man. So now talking about bringing in more confidence in people's day-to-day activities, like what do you recommend for someone like to just bringing in more confidence during the day to work how does one get that like we talk absolutely but how can one go confidently into any situation absolutely and i think the idea is there's no secret to confidence right jay like you know a lot of people will say you know you should like breathe or like drink a glass of water i'm like this is not helping people it's not solving the core issue the core issue with people who are not confident jay is that they don't have a belief system and whatever it is that they believe in. Think about Elon Musk. Do you really think he cares what you think of him? Do, do, you, do you really think he cares that anybody mm-hmm. thinks of him? Right, same thing. Michael Jordan, same thing. Do you think people care about... So the difference is not some magic trick. It's that the people who are successful, whether it's Sheryl Sandberg or anybody, they have a belief system. So my advice of getting confidence is actually very different. It's writing your own funeral speech. I know this is very morbid and it's very difficult to do, but if you do that, 
what happens is you look at life in reverse and you say, I don't have that much time to play this out. So what can I do now? I mean, let's, let's kind of like figure this out, right? I'm, I started a YouTube channel when I was 22, not on vlogging, not on comedy, but on public speaking tips. How does that make any sense, right? A lot of people in our community, especially, say, well, Brandy, you don't have a PhD. You don't have a master's degree in communication. Why, why are you starting this YouTube channel? That's what most people would say in our community anyways. But the other side of that equation is what if I don't start it? What if I die at 25, right? And clearly, since you've been watching the videos, they're useful to you. So it doesn't matter if I'm 22. That's the point that I'm driving for people is confidence stems from a belief system. Even to this day, I'm scared of public speaking. Even to this day, I'm scared of posting videos a lot less than I used to be. How do I overcome it? Because of the bigger picture of what I'm trying to do. Should I be more scared of posting a video or helping some people out with public speaking? That's kind of how you balance the two. That's very positive insight you have shared right now. I think, I, I hope it helps a lot of people out there listening. Uh, now we're talking about positivity and all this motivation. How is your, I have to ask this question, how is your quarantine going right now? Yeah, it's going well, man. I, I think the, the takeaway for me, Jay, and this is something I want to share with people is people don't understand who the real enemy is. So say I ask somebody, oh, you know, Urmila or, you know, Sharmila, what's, who are your enemies, right? They're always going to say something like this. Oh, you know, that girl on the street or my husband is killing me or, you know, the traffic, the guy who cut me off in traffic. Or they, they're always gossiping, talking about somebody else. They're like, these people are the bad people. But what most people don't understand, Jay, is that we all have the same enemy. It's just one thing. And it's time. You can scream at time, you can yell at time, you can slap time, you can gossip about time. Gossip is always going to lose to time. Time always wins. So what does that mean? It means that once you acknowledge that time is the only asset that matters, you're going to make better decisions to what you should be doing. I'll give you the best example. There are so many people out there right now that say stupid things. Like 2020 is canceled. As if you can go back to a bank and get a loan and say, can I get 2020 back? I'll give you interest. Like you can't do that, right? So my advice exactly. is reinvesting the time. Yeah, exactly, right? So for me, yeah, I was planning on going to like Amsterdam and Jordan at all these speaking engagements, at all these things that I was going to attend. And obviously that all went to zero. So instead of crying, which I did for a couple of days, I mean, I'm still human, but I'm not going to cry all year about it. I'm going to say, okay, I have eight months and I'm, I can't go outside anymore. So what can I do? Okay. I can create more. Con I'm in the process right now, Jay, of writing my content for the next five years, five years, five years, down the line. five years. Right. And that's huge, man. Right. So when the doors open again and COVID's over, which I assume to be the next six to nine months ish, hopefully. Yeah. Then I'm I'm flying out of the gates. I'm going back to traveling. I'm going back to hustle, promote, but I already made all my content. So it doesn't matter. That's one. Two, guesting on podcasts. Probably do like twenty of these things a week. Why? Because it's the way for me to speak 
Well, adding value to people while well, I'm still stuck in my basement. And three, all of my keynotes, a lot of them, I was able to transition virtually, give a virtual presentation. There's always, a, and obviously I've been podcasting and reading a bunch of books now, but a lot more than I used to. But the key is there's always a way to reinvest the time. So understand that the time that you have left isn't changing. Time is the winner. You lose to time. So if you're losing to time, you might as well use it wisely. Great, man. So now you talked about having your virtual conferences and all those things. How hard was the shift from like going everything digital? Like I've talked to some people who did some uh, inspirational talking thing and they say that they had some kind of difficulties just to go like uh, I recently interviewed a guy named Mike and he used to speak in front of 3,000 to 4,000 people. So he was used to that. And now speaking in front of a screen, he was like, oh, this is something different I'm doing right now. So is there any difference? Has it made any difference to you? Or it's been quite easy? No, absolutely. It's, it's definitely tricky. I've managed well, but I'm happy to explain the difference. So let's say you say a joke in front of a 1,500 or even 20 person audience. I know, let's say I'm speaking in front of you, Jay. I know whether or not my joke is funny or not. You're either going to laugh and say, oh, haha, Brandon is such a funny guy. Or you're going to say, this dude is not funny. But either way, I know. So the next time I present in front of you, if I'm funny, I'll say more jokes. If I'm not funny, I'll say less jokes. But here's the challenge with online presentations. I need to say the same joke with the same energy, with the same enthusiasm, and assume it's funny that's very different what does that mean it means that here even in this one-on-one conversation i actually can't see how you're reacting because i'm not looking at you i'm looking at the camera lens so i give the appearance that i'm looking at you but i still get to see your face sometimes but when you're speaking to 20 people on a screen there's like 20 different little things you You can't yeah you can't tell So the challenge that I have for people, it's more challenging to be online, but there's also an opportunity. And the opportunity is if you practice now, when you go back to in-person, you'll be amazing. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess it it has been pretty much easier for you just doing the digital transition. Yeah, you got it. And the reason is because uh, I present the same thing all the time. Like my keynote, I've probably presented 300 times. So obviously, not 30 times for people listening, 300 oh, times. Okay. That's what it takes to get really good, right? So since I'd done so many, when I came back online, I knew, obviously, I struggled for the first two or three, but now I have nice lights, as you can tell from this image. You know, I have a nice yeah. headset. So I upgrade. Obviously, I didn't start with this. It was just be my laptop uh, mic, but I upgraded over time. So I do better now. Awesome, awesome. So I, you, you must be reading a lot of books. So would you like to recommend some of them to the listeners? Yeah, so usually I do with book recommendations. I actually only recommend one because I know most people won't look at them if I, just rec- if I recommend like 10. Sure, so the, the one book I recommend people listen to that is the best book I've ever read in my life is Thirst by Scott Harrison. So Scott Harrison is the CEO of this company, of this nonprofit called Charity Water. And his memoir okay. is the most interesting thing I've ever read because he used to be a nightclub promoter, which is interesting. So he used to be a nightclub promoter in New York City. He was, he was selling bottles of champagne he would buy for 50 bucks, sell them for 500. 
and used all of that marketing knowledge, that ability to package a product in philanthropy, in charities. So it's been very interesting. A lot of his donors include Gary Vee, the founder of LinkedIn, the founder of Spotify, all these big names. But the book is super fascinating. So I highly recommend people take a look. How many books have you read today? Like, oh, geez, I read a bunch. I, I read like, a, I, I mostly podcast though. I probably read on average one book a month at the minimum. Since COVID started, great. there was like a two-week period where I, where I read like 10 books or something. I was reading like a book a day because it's audible. So, right so i just yeah 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 yeah. so how much how much has it helped you right now with currently reading books and getting all all the knowledge yeah for sure i think one way of looking at it jay is it, it puts you ahead of the competition like most people in whatever it is you're doing whether it's a marketing agency a cupcake business the more that you read or just simply the more that you podcast like this, listening to a conversation like this, it just puts you ahead of people really fast. So for example, there, there's different types of people who watch my YouTube channel, right? The people who don't know me, the people who kind of say, oh, this is cool. And then the people who binge me, they go, this guy charges what, like 10,000, right. like a bunch of money to his one-on-one clients. And he's like, you know, in the U S and Canada and he's sharing all of this you for free. Them. And yeah. he's, I better listen to all of these videos because there's no one hour videos on my channel. It's like five, seven minutes. It's like my best, best, best stuff. So there's yeah. like different types of people. So if you're someone who, and the communication is an example, right? Marketing is the same thing. That's why I probably spend on average these days, two, three hours listening to podcasts a day. Great, man, great. That people aren't thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you must have analyzed a lot of uh, entrepreneurs or leaders or public speakers out there. So do you think like does being an introvert or extrovert has anything to do with public speaking? Does it matter or what are your views on it? Yeah. And the quick answer is it doesn't. And I, I have proof, like check out my, I have a YouTube video on introverts and experts, but the point is very simple. The reason why it doesn't matter is because everyone's good at something and everyone's bad at something in public speaking. I'll give you an example, the extrovert versus introvert thing that you mentioned. So extroverts, the advantage that they have is they're very good at voice projection the way that I'm doing right now, right? We're very good at maintaining eye contact because we just go to more events than most people. And we are not afraid to take more risk. Like if I want to say that joke that I'm not sure isn't going to land, I'm going to give it a shot, see what happens. But here's the disadvantage of being an extrovert. The disadvantage is I talk a lot, as you can tell. I'm talking to, and you're just saying, man, this guy's taking up the whole conversation. He's just talking all the time, which is fine. It's a podcast, but you get what I mean, right? And then the other part yeah. is, what's the consequence of that? The consequence is I'm not spending time listening to Jay to see if I'm actually tailoring my message sure. to what Jay's viewers actually want. So let's say we're doing the same exercise in a boardroom and you're a senior level executive, I wouldn't be talking as much. I just am because of podcasts. So I should be adding value. But in, this, in that type of scenario, I have okay. to spend 90% of my time listening. But listening is something experts struggle with because they like filling time with, with, with words. This is where we talk about introverts now. The biggest advantage that you have as an introvert, if you are one listening, is silences pauses which is the hardest thing to master in public speaking one of the hardest things you already do naturally it's very easy for you to hold the silence to spend most of your time alone anyways whereas someone like you is just talking 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 
it's really hard to be quiet for two seconds. It's very like nervous. So I, I spent years mastering that, whereas someone like you or an introvert would take a couple of months. Right? So those are some of the, the ideas simple. There's no better or. It's understand what you're good at and fix your weaknesses. So for me, my weaknesses were I talk too much. I don't listen enough to my audience. And uh, I, I can be a bit offensive sometimes. So I have to be able to change the way that I speak. And over time, it came to what it is today. Great insight. Great insight. Also, uh, now that you have told me that you have a five year down the line, you have all your content ready. So what are your aspirations with the YouTube channel? And where do you see Master Talk five years down the line? Right. And, and just for the record, I'm not done the next five years. I, I, I just finished 2021. In the process. Yeah. I'm in the process. I just want to make sure I'm not that crazy. But, I, but you know, I'm still like 18 <laughs> months ahead. So I'm not, uh, I'm still crazy. So for me, the aspiration is simple, right? And, and this, is the, this is what separates the real entrepreneurs from the ones who aren't, okay? Real entrepreneurs or YouTubers or influencers or people who want to make a change care more about making the difference than the money. I already make good money at IBM. I have no zero interest. Like, I don't care if, like, if the YouTube channel. The reason why I started it was to help other people. So what I realized over time, Jay, was I had an opportunity that Dale Carnegie, for those who don't know, sold a bunch of copies, the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. The issue with Dale's work is he was born in the wrong time period. Because of the nature of the time he was born, 1930s, 40s, where he wrote the book, video didn't exist. So we don't know what he sounds like and we don't know what he looks like in video, like speaking. So mm -hmm. we just have a yeah. book, right? We just have a book to remember him by. So I have an opportunity that he didn't, which is I can create a video series that after I die, people don't just have the book that's, you know, that I'll make at some point in my life, but they'll also have the video recordings of everything that I did so that they can see someone who's really good at public speaking. He's also very young. So when they're 15 or 14 or 12, they can say, I, can, I want to be better than Brendan. And that's the change I want to make. Nice. You have thought through, uh, you have thought like most of your things, I guess, you have thought all about your aspirations and uh, you want to see your, yourself in five years. Obviously, that's one of the reasons you're creating content already in advance for it. So any advice you have on keeping a positive mindset during the current tough times, like people losing their jobs and the overall COVID situation around this? Absolutely. It, it's going to be unconventional advice. I always like to say different stuff than what most people say, like don't give up or something. My advice is be insane or be the same. Most people, especially in our community, end up coming the same. I need to be an engineer at IBM. I need to become a doctor. I need to become an accountant. Why? Because everyone else wants you to do that. But if you want to do something important, you want to make a difference in the world, especially if you're listening to this, which is probably the case, what your priority should be, whether you lost your job, whether you got a job, whether you're getting educated, whether you got fired, doesn't matter, is learning to be a bit more insane. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old started a YouTube channel on public speaking tips, not vlogs, who's sitting in his mother's basement on his mattress, literally, as I'm talking to you, makes good money at IBM but doesn't own a car. How does any of this make sense? Well, the point right. is it doesn't, but it makes sense 
to me. And that's the only person that matters is you. So my advice is be more insane, whether that means starting a cupcake business, whether that means making bread for a living. It doesn't really matter what it is. But by becoming more insane, it gives you a lot more clarity, like I just demonstrated in this conversation, over what you actually need to be accomplishing. So do you follow Gary Vee a lot? Because I'm getting the vibes like you're always about happiness over everything else. Happiness over money, happiness over fame. Just all about your happiness and the correct mindset. Yeah, definitely. I've had, I had the opportunity of uh, coming, going to one of his events. But I think, I think the idea with V that I want to push is, yeah, happiness, all that stuff is important. But I think what I want to add to the conversation that isn't being talked about is this idea of what does that actually mean? Like, how do you actually get there? You know, we talk a lot about happiness and stuff, but we don't actually tell you the steps to get there. And the step is to question everything. Why do we need to get married? Why are we saving up for retirement at 65 if Steve Jobs died at 56? How does this make any sense, right? And then when you question everything, then you'll stop being normal and start being extraordinary. Awesome. Do you really go on like thinking like that? Like, why are we saving for the retirement fund if we are going to die like, right now? Do you go thinking like that? Yeah. I, I, I think I, that's the way I see it. Like, I, the reason I started Master Talk so early, because I was going to wait 10 years, actually, initially. You know, be a senior executive um, at a company. Make a lot of money. Check all the boxes in our community. Wow, look at Brandy. He has this car and all this stuff that I don't really care about, right? For some reason, other people care about gold jewelry and all this stupid shit. Whereas me, I was like, I don't care about any of this. I care about doing something great. And since I don't know when I'm going to die, I might as well start creating now. Because if I die at 27, I will feel bad because I had a great opportunity to share a message with the world that mattered. And I chose not to do it. That's why I'm pushing so hard now. Great. So is there anything, uh, I don't think there is, but what's the one thing you wish you had known while you began your career or your YouTube channel? Uh, is there anything you want to change? Actually, I want to ask, I need one thing that you want to change. You can't see like you don't want to change anything. Uh, what is the one thing you want to change? Yeah, and I think the thing for me is I should, have, I should have started earlier. I think that's a huge mistake that I made. Even if I was Earlier very young. This? Okay. Yeah, that was, that, that's one. Obviously, there's other mistakes I made, like one in particular. When I started the YouTube channel, my initial thesis, like my, my game plan, was message university professors. Because if the university professors like my videos, they'll always share it with the students and I win. Right? It's just simple right distribution but the university professors hated me they hated me and the reason they hated me is because they just kept saying oh this guy's young like this guy knows nothing about community but they didn't watch the video right so i I got a lot of pushback a lot of negativity so i had to shift my perspective so that was a big mistake i made i wasted like three months of my life sending like five thousand emails when I should have just did that with podcasters because podcasters see the immediate need for communication. But I didn't think of that at the beginning, right? Cause they're like, well, if I'm a podcast host and no other speech coach comes on podcasts for free and he has a YouTube channel and it's very successful, might as well put him on the show. I was just too dumb to realize that. Now I realize that it makes a lot more sense, but uh, yeah, that's a big mistake I made. And the other one I should have started earlier. 
uh, there's oh, Jesus Christ. There's so many bad YouTube channels on communication that have like uh -huh. 70,000 subscribers. If I started like when I was 19, I'd already, I'd already be pretty high up there. You'll get there. You'll definitely get there with the kind of content you're going out. I'm damn sure you'll get there pretty much faster. Also coming towards the end of the show, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I need, uh, what advice would you give? someone who wants to pursue a similar career as yours jeez uh, here's a simple tip okay let's talk youtube and public scene so for youtube it's not for everybody okay most people give up on youtube because it's very hard to create like really yeah. good content on you like podcast isn't so bad you turn on a zoom call you record and somebody else gives you the content right like i'm doing right now but in a youtube channel like you gotta like you gotta think about your content you have to do it for yourself yeah you really do like i even to this day i'm 18 months in and i have a pretty good following and i still haven't monetized i still i'm still not there because i have such a niche okay. very small niche if, if i yeah. wasn't in public speaking i would already have monetized but because of that specific niche i'm in well you know it's not it's not helping me right from a money perspective but it helps me a lot from a mission perspective. So my advice for YouTube is simple. Try and make a video every week for eight weeks. And if you can't do it, then don't start a YouTube channel. Simple. You'll know in two months whether or not you want to do it. Public speaking, same thing. If you're not willing to speak a hundred times for free, don't bother trying to go pro because it's just not going to work. Right? Gary Vee gave hundreds of free speeches before. It's just people see the success. Oh, he gets paid $100,000. Oh, I can get paid $100,000. I'm like... <laughs> But like, it's just the people don't understand. Right. So I would say give a hundred speeches. And if you give up before you give a hundred free ones, don't be a professional speaker. That's my, uh, that's my takeaway. Awesome. With the, all, with all the free content you're giving out on YouTube, is there any paid course or are you upselling anything? Uh, if someone wants to like go one-on-one -on -one with you, are you providing any such courses or things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I do have a private coaching practice but you know it's 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 not super affordable for for most people so i think i think what i would say is i would start i would start with the following start watching the free videos learn everything because i share all my best stuff there's no course or anything right you know just watch everything second thing join a toastmasters club because it's very cheap very affordable 70 80 bucks start getting better and then if you if you want to if you're going pro you know, you want to like uh, be an executive of a company. You want to get promoted faster. You're a manager. You're someone who's like, I want to invest in public speaking. I want to give then send, you know, then, you know, invest in a speech coach and things like that. But regardless, if you have any questions, comments, insults, feel free to just message me directly on Instagram that master your talk. And then I'm always happy to have a discussion. So Instagram's the best uh, social media to ask you questions. Uh, any, any else, anything else, LinkedIn or Twitter, where people can find you and ask you questions? Asking questions specifically, definitely Instagram's the easiest uh, because okay. you know, I, can just, I can just reply to anybody um, who just sends me a message. It's super easy for me. Or you can feel free to just ask me a question on my YouTube channel in the comments. I also answer all my comments as well. But it's just easier on Instagram. But obviously the videos uh, go to YouTube for those. Great. I'll link all your social media handles and your YouTube channel in the description. Guys, please make sure to check his YouTube channel out. It has pretty great content out there. I've seen a lot of videos. And believe me, they are quite, quite, quite good. He's quite good in his craft. And he knows what he's talking about.
so thank you thank you so much thank you so much for doing this man thank you so much for taking out time for recording this and it's been a pleasure talking to you of course pleasure was mine jay thank you so much